Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome everybody to Extreme Common Sense. Ray, pretty special day today. Um, I Most of the time our show was about politics, current events, sort of. Uh, some of these polarizing issues, which is, is true, and it's a lot of fun to talk about this in person. But sometimes, and we've done it more lately, it's just also fun to have a break and sort of have somebody on that is kind of a, a release, a, a departure from our normal show. And I'm about to piss myself because one of my childhood heroes is going to be calling in and we're going to have a conversation with 1990 Major League Baseball World Series MVP Pitcher for the Reds, Jose Rijo. Remember him well. That is fantastic. And kudos to you for setting it up. Um, and you have chatted a little bit with Mr. Rijo I prior, just right? chatted with him br- briefly, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, you know, there's a bit of a language barrier there. He's, he, I think you're going to enjoy the interview. I mean, hopefully you guys can understand 90%. If you get 90%, you're doing pretty good. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. He's still, a Dominican ball player. Still I mean, we've, you know, the David Ortiz is the Pedro Martinez. Exactly. Yeah. But it is very, very cool. I mean, almost yeah. a bit of a childhood hero. Definitely, definitely that for me. So, uh, yeah. super excited to do this and super excited to yeah. chat with him. And I know uh, his... I don't know if it's fair to call him a manager, but I know he sort of manages some of Jose's affairs. His uh, manager, we'll call him manager. His manager, Adam, may also be on the phone. So if he chimes in a time or two, you'll know the random other guy in the interview. That's uh, Jose's manager, Adam. That's funny, that 90 World Series, Tris, and I won't get into this with Jose, but I am not a huge gambling man, but I had a little connection in the 90s through my brother-in-law. He knew a a guy. What do you mean you gambled in New Jersey? What are you talking about? We we were in Kentucky, but Vinny Vinny knew a guy in New Jersey, right? And he could make a phone call. And I... And, and I put a hundred bucks on the A's and, and 90 to me, a hundred bucks was a world of money. And I, cause I said, Oh, that's a lock, man. This Reds team barely made it in. They had McGuire and Kinseco and Dave Stewart and Eckersley. And they were just going to roll this red Tony LaRusa managing. They're going to re- roll this Reds team. What the hell? I'm putting a hundred bucks. That's the easiest money I ever made. Fucking red swept them. <laughs> that was a sweep. Was, it was a sweep. Four straight and games. And I think Rio won two of the games. He did. Two, yeah. two of the games got the MVP. And got the uh, MVP of the World yeah. Series. And yeah, you know so what? we got to talk about that. And I, yeah, and I remember being 10 years old. You know, I was a young guy, obviously 10 years old. Man, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing, man, I'm so excited for your Reds, but boy, those A's are going to fucking kill That them. was my that point. That was just what everybody said. Now, the Reds, they <laughs> did go wire to wire that year, yeah. which meant they were in first place from opening day through the end oh, of the no, regular season. They're that. the only team to ever do that in the history of baseball. Oh, no shit. Absolutely. So, Share it now. Yeah, is that right? That's right. Look it up. Wire to wire, 1996. The only team to ever do that was never like been the 27 Yankees weren't, were at one no, point at because least they either, a game like, or two were lost opening day. Yeah, or, yeah that's so, what I'm like, saying. Nobody no ever kidding. Yeah. The 1990 Reds, the only team to be on opening day, won their opening game yeah. and stayed right through the end. And that's it. At least tied for first every day. in the playoffs. Do you remember that? I, the biggest series game they played uh, in the National League, I remember they played the Pirates in one. I don't remember the Dodgers being in the... Yeah, I, I could yeah. be wrong about that, but wow, that's a, I did not know that. That's yeah. freaking... Well, Lou Pinella. Yeah. 
It's it. Panella at the helm for the Reds. So you and, could argue one of the great teams. And Larkin. I think and, so. Um, um, uh, Sabo. Larkin, Sabo. Um, Eric Davis. Paul O'Neill. Eric Davis Paul certainly. Paul O'Neill. A young yeah. Paul O'Neill was on that team before he That's went it. to the Yankees. Yeah, and the, one, really, of the sweet, one of the sweetest strokes in all of baseball. Oh, yeah. Great yeah, swing. Yeah. And that bullpen. Man, the nasty boys. The nasty boys. <sighs> yeah, they were, yeah, they were good. So, yeah, so this is going to be pretty nice Tom for Browning. me. Tom Browning. Tom Browning yeah. was still on the 90 team. That's right. That's wild, man. I, that's a great. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun conversation for me. So if I say awesome like 400 times and I'm just completely you have awestruck. Any Jose Rio uh, merch or as they call it or any cards or. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's funny. Since uh, we started talking about this interview, I've bought like four of his autographs. Oh, nice. And, well, and, he, and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, in, in the podcast. But he just started a new website. Jose Rijo, number two, number seven, Jose Rijo 27.com. Ah. And he's selling some autographs, some balls, and some cool experiences. Um, you can win opening day with Jose. You can actually go watch the Reds opening day oh, with Jose cool. Rio. So he's really trying to connect with the fans and do a lot of cool stuff for his foundation. It's all really cheap. Like the autographs are like 18 bucks and, you know, really, really cool stuff for folks that are, you know, probably about my age and we're fans of the Reds and you, you don't want to miss out. It's uh, it's, no, it's a cool website. To it. That's very cool. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully the, uh, you know, hopefully it'll go smoothly. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. All right. We really appreciate you coming on. All right, dude. All right. So I'm a huge Jose Rio Cincinnati Reds fan, Jose. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what it was like on Cincinnati's opening day? Do you have any Cincinnati Reds opening day memories? I own them. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was lovely because uh, after four or five months of uh, not playing at all and Cincinnati fans be so crazy and so fanatic about their team. They were waiting for that big time. They they love that. They love it. So it was awesome for me to, you know, just to yeah. go back for the opening day and know that people were going to go excited. Awesome. Jose, you were the MVP of the 1990 World Series champion, Cincinnati Reds. Where do you keep your MVP trophy? In Dominican Republic. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned the 1990 World Series team, Jose. Uh, What are your best memories from the 1990 World Series championship team? You know, it it was so exciting because uh, not that it means anything to whether you win or lose, because that's the first day you're starting to really work as a team together. Uh, You got to have a feeling, an expectation. What was going to happen during the season? You start getting, you know, your teammate and the new guy that came in for that year. You start figuring out what you expect and how to control how you're going to go by that year. And it's just an awesome feeling. Very nice. Now, Jose, you're working on website right now. Uh, you and Adam, your manager. Uh, it's Jose Rijo twenty seven. Dot com, and that's where folks can go if they want an autograph or a personal experience. Do you want to talk a little website? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so on the website, we have um, memorabilia that we're putting together on there that Jose's been signing, getting ready to sign another load of photos and baseballs, some more cards to give more variety for everybody. We have a company that Jose has making a uh, clothing line of him, the No Way Jose 
Reho shirts, the Don't Blame It On Reho um, hats, embroidered autographs into the hats. Um, some of it will be signed. He has the personal experience where he can do like uh, personalized videos for anniversaries, weddings, birthdays, whatever the occasion may be. <clears throat> he has um, where you can actually call him and have private chats, ask him whatever you'd like to ask, you know, just shoot it with him, bring it to a whole new level. Jose enjoys dealing with the fans. He loves it. Um, and that's that's pretty much the website in a big show right there. So, yeah, so check out, uh, folks, if you're listening, JoseRijo27.com. I've already picked up an autograph from there. It's a very cool website, and it's just getting started. So there's going to be a lot more stuff as they they build it up. But right now, there's some great autographs available on that. So very cool. So, uh, Jose, did you have a favorite teammate on the 1990 team? Oh, uh, every day, I'm very What a couple. What a pair. There's two of the nicest person. Not even mention player that I haven't met, you know, because they uh they were so great to me and so beautiful. I remember coming to Cincinnati my first year and Eric David was Mr. Red. And I remember heard about him but I don't never met him or tweet him. Like uh I finally did at the end of the, my career. This is the type of guy that used to cut my hair, he bought me an earring. Um, he will buy food for me, clothing, because I got there my first year and I wasn't I wasn't making enough money. And then he he did that for like two three years. Then when I signed my big contract, I told Eric I can pay you back now. How much do I owe you? And I mean it. And he said, Jose, you don't have enough to pay me. The only way you pay me is by doing other what I've been doing to you. And that was a great message, and it's something that was priceless for me. Oh, that's awesome to hear. I know Eric Davis and Barry Larkin, uh, two nice guys, but also two, uh, like yourself, great baseball players. Yeah, I think the combination, the chemical that we have together, it was amazing. Because what we did together, you know, we got like each of us, we have a like, different position in how to treat the player and how to get the best out of him. So we like to get get together, we're going by, we figure out what was the problem, what we need to do, and we did it. You know, it was awesome, and it worked out well. You know, Tubai got hurt uh, the following year in '95 because we made the playoffs that year, but I wasn't there, and, and yeah. you know we lost in in, in LA. But uh, it was like uh, amazing the chemistry that we, all three of us have together. Yeah. And uh, and I've never heard of anybody else to uh, – you mentioned your injury. You were gone for, what, six years, and you actually made a comeback? Absolutely, absolutely. But in doing it this year, even in today, I never missed contact with Eric and, and Barry. We're still in contact. We're still in touch every time. You know, they've been coming down to Dominican. I've been coming down to the state. This is like a family up there, but you know, three of us. Man, that's awesome. And uh, I don't you, – you should remember this. Uh, just a few months ago, you came back to, to Cincinnati for Marty Brenneman's Hall of Fame induction, and it was a pleasure watching you interact with the fans. Uh, you definitely made a lot of friends during, uh, during his induction. Uh, you come into the stands in between innings, the uh, celebrity softball game, 
Uh, how fun was that? What did, what did you think of that? Bro, every time I go to Cincinnati, it's fun. Uh, even my wife and, and, I've, I, and I had a couple of friends visiting me over there. They told me, why don't you live in Cincinnati? They love you there. You are keen. You know, they love you, so you, you got to do that. Often, and I, I consider it so because the weather is I like to have fun and be outside, outdoor with my kid all year round, especially they so young. I want to make sure you know I develop them right. That's the only thing that stopped me from leaving Cincinnati because if it's all to me and I, I don't have any obstacle, I would leave in Cincinnati because I get love every time I'm there. Uh, that's awesome. I was telling Adam. I bet you never have to pay for a drink when you're in Cincinnati. Even if you do, I, I buy a lot too for a lot of friends because this is how you do it. You got to no. make friends, you got to buy for them, and you got to take that. But there's very few things that I, that I have to buy when I, go, when I go to Cincinnati because, like I said before, people treat me like a king. People treat me very, very, very well. And rightly and so. Hey, well, Hello, Jose. It's 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 a Hi, pleasure doing, to buddy? talk to you. I'm very well. Hey, man, tell us tell us what we don't know about playing ball in the Dominican. I, I mean, the the island is amazing when it comes to um, supplying the major leagues with baseball players. What what is it in the water? Is it the ta- what what goes on in the Dominican? I'd I'd love to go. Well, it's, it's an old saying that I heard a lot from a lot of players. There's the only two ways to leave the island. Is by swinging or throwing the ball. And unfortunately for me, I, I didn't throw any ball. Bro, you know, it's a beautiful, and, I, and that's a great question. That was an excellent question because uh, a lot of people know the thing that we go through, those who make it. But I feel bad that I make it so well, and uh, a lot of players and a lot of family they stay behind because there's a lot of work to do. It's a lot of things to do. A lot of effort, a lot of passion, a lot of love, and a long resistance. Because it's not easy, bro. It's not easy. As much as people see, a lot of players come from Dominican, it's way, way more to stay behind. And those are the type of players that I feel sorry. And that's what I do. I got the foundation because I hope a lot of people there, or a lot of kids, Hoping try to make it, and those who also make it, trying to help them out in some way, in, in any way we can. So, Jose, uh, speaking of leaving the Dominican, you were a very young man uh, when you left to come. You were picked by the Yankees. What was it like to leave the home you'd known at such a young age, and then to come to America? What was that like? Well, I'm still young, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> But uh, it was it was it was it was awesome. You know you know what it was. You know to the whole world, everybody everybody wanted to be a Yankees. Everybody in the world, every player wanted to play for the Yankees because the Yankees are the most famous team in the whole world, and the Yankees spend more money than any other team in, in in the league. So everybody wanted to be a Yankees. And when I first signed with the Yankees, I put a pin strike. Even though it was a rookie ball, it was a thrill. That was unbelievable. Not to mention Jose, when I first came to Major League Camp in 84, that was unbelievable, bro. And the way I found out that I make the team, that's why I, I love Lou Pinella so much because he gave me so much more, so much love early 
when I first started my career, when we made a trip to Dominican as the Yankees to play. That's the last time, by the way, that every any major league playing in the Dominican. It was the Yankees against Houston, and I supposed to pitch in Dominican so people can see me. But Lupinella told me the day, the day before he said, "Rio, I know you're scheduled to pitch tomorrow, but I got a good news, good news for you. Don't pitch if you don't want to, because." Go out there with your family and friends and let everybody know that you make the New York Yankees. Oh, my God. If it was as old I am now, when I heard the news, I would have got a heart attack. <laughs> so would you say that uh, Lou Pinella was the most impactful manager that you had uh, as a young man? Oh, without a doubt, bro, without a doubt. And, you know, I got so, so, so many great history. It's a very great moment with Lupinella. You know, he's he, he's blind. Believe in myself. You know, every time he gonna talk to me, uh, you know, he you know he told me a couple of jokes, and it was serious. He was serious. He motivated my butt a lot. Uh, one quick story that I was pitching in Cincinnati. I remember one day it was it was uh, basey loaded, one out. And uh, we we winning three to one in the seventh inning. Uh, Ilu never take me out except one game without asking me how I'm doing. And that game was in 1990, game four, World Series in Oakland. That he took me out in the night. We won out, struck out the first guy when he retired two in a row. He just took me out. But that day in Cincinnati, we two out, one out, basically loaded. He's a real. How you doing today? I say you. I, I said to him, "You wanted me to tell you one of my story, or you wanted to know the truth?" He said, "Please tell me the truth. We need to win this ball game." He said, "Lou, about sixty percent. We in July, and it's hot as hell here. I'm dehydrated." I said, "I'm just about sixty percent." He looked at me, and he said, "Good, good." I said, "What do you mean, good, Lou?" He said. You see the guy warming up in the bullpen? I remember when Scott Scott was warming up. He said, he's 100%, but I prefer you 60%. Finish this inning, and I get you out. Oh, bro. He got me so hyped up and so high that I strike both of the guy out. And then he told me, see, you got to have faith in yourself. I know you can do it. That was, that was like one of the stories of my life. That's great. It, it amazes me how ball players like yourself remember the details of things from 30 years ago or, or, or more. And that 1990 World Series, Jose, man, that team from Oakland was going to slaughter you guys. They, that was not even going to be a fair fight with McGuire and Canseco. And I think, if I recall, you swept that series. Absolutely. You know, another good story was that uh, that day that I was going to open that game, that morning, I was normally used to go to Campanello, my favorite place, by the way, for pasta. There was one game that we were home that I don't eat there. I went to eat over there, and I bought the uh, USA Today before I got there to read it, to see the report. And I remember, oh, my guys, I remember like it was today. I remember opening the page, the small page, and uh, before I even opened it, the front page was Oakland, Onseco. Maguire, Ricky Henderson, Stewart, Danny Eckersley. I mean, they got six players there that was unbelievable. 
Then when I turned the page, when I turned the page, it was like Cincinnati. They only have my photo and then I paid a picture in the paper. I said, wow, it's a lot of pressure. And this story Dominican. But we got to go on. We got to go on. And, bro, it was a lot of pressure because uh, that team was unbelievable. And they posted uh, Oakland 4-0. They're going to sweep Cincinnati. And that's really motivating me and it helped me out to motivate my teammates to try to do the best we could. Like, and I don't know if we got lucky or we're that good. I think we're a little bit of both. We, we ended up sweeping them. And I think, uh, I, don't, I don't think people realize how good of a job we did beating Oakland. They don't realize how good the team was. I would like to see as compares one day in my life to see how good the team was compared to all the worst series that has been played in a baseball uh, World Series playoff life. So you would put yourself up there, Jose, with uh, with any of the classic traditional World Series teams with what you guys had that October? We got a doubt, bro. We got a doubt. Can you imagine? Did you see the number? that We got a doubt. We swept them in four games in a row. And then me and the last, even just the last game, we tied 20 athletic uh Oakland play in a row and have like a 0.59 and run average against that team who's supposed to swept us. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's like a Toyota commercial. Who can ask for anything more, bro? (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) You guys are great. And everybody in that World Series showed up to play. I think Billy Hatcher batted. I don't want to get the stat wrong, but it was like 700 in the series. I mean, every, I think he about, I think he about a thousand. He was like eleven for eleven when he got here in the rest. And then uh, Eric Davis got got uh, hurt, you know, and stick his elbow in his kidney. And it was out for three months. And that's uh, remind me that you remind me that in that game, that particular game in the seventh inning, it was one to nothing, and I went down at the got the third out in the seventh inning. And I stood, I stood up in the uh, dugout, and I don't went down the step. I just stayed up that way everybody can see me. And I coached and yelled everybody else. I said, listen, guy, God damn it. If we don't win today, we're going to win no more games. This is over for even though we treat zero. Because every day we're not playing, uh, I mean, every day we're not playing, and Billy Hodgson not playing, and I ain't pitching no more. I said, please give me two runs, and let's get the head out of here. Let's go back home and celebrate with Cincinnati friends. They are waiting for us. I don't want to leave there tomorrow. I want to go home tomorrow. Oh, bro. I don't even know. I don't even remember how they scored those two runs. I remember Larkin telling me, Ozzy, he got you two runs, goddammit. I said, yep, <laughs> just leave it to me now. Just leave it to me now. And I ended, I, and then I recall in, in the ninth inning, a strikeout, the first guy of the inning, Alu Pinella, who never took me out of the game without asking what I'm doing. He just worried about uh, Randy Meyer. And that makes me nervous because in that game, Conseco don't play because I struck him out, I think, three times in the first game. He wasn't, you don't have a do series. And I know he was there already to pinch it. As soon as the Randy came in, Conseco went loosened up. I said, there we go again. And I said, Lou, why are you taking me out? 
You know, I waited a whole year for this moment. You taking me out? I said, Jose, you do your job. Let me do my. I said, good. I hope you do yours as well. I do mine. If it's not, I see you in the dugout. <laughs> it was awesome. That was awesome, man. So that was awesome. What a cool, what a cool story. So, how were you nervous at all, either before you pitched or on your days off? Did any of that spectacle make you nervous, or just was like another game, bro? I was nervous when I was in Dominican before I even played professional ball. If I don't know what my life or my future is going to be because the, the way the situation was in Dominican, that's when I was nervous. When I was at home in Cincinnati with all the people uh, making all that money, having over all the success, it was, like, it was like another beautiful day in paradise. And I, I was in heaven. Every time that I had my, my best time in my life, they all would be in the mouth. Pitching mouth, right? that was the best thing. Every time he gave me there, he can bring me anybody, and believe me, the odds going to be in my favor because I was so confident, I was so good, and I was so lucky. Man, that's awesome. And and I know uh, also, yeah. Jose, you're doing right now a raffle that if some Reds fan wants to go spend opening day with you, it's just 10 bucks for a chance. It's really inexpensive. And uh, and possibly go to opening day with you. Is that right, bro? And those people who won, they're gonna have a heck of a time, bro. They're gonna have a million dollar time wise good time compared with ten dollar they're, they're gonna pay for it because it's not the money that we're trying to raise. It's fun that we're gonna have. That's why you did it so low, um, so little because uh, they, I don't worry about much about the money. I care more about having a good time with some fans at Cincinnati. I got to give back to the city. That city gave me everything that I have today. I'm Jose Rijo because uh, I'm the city and the fans made me that way. So, you know, the only the only side then which is good thing is that I'm Dominican, but I should have born in Cincinnati because I feel that I belong in that city. Well, I know the city loves you, Jose. I mean, you're uh, you're an all-time legend and in that city, and you're you're ingrained in my memory, uh, one of my best memories as a Cincinnati Reds fan of my life. So, and if folks want to sit with you and, and enjoy a million dollar experience for opening day, all you got to do is go to joserijo 27com Check out the website while you're there. Pick up an autograph or two. Like I said, I already did. Uh, and they're uh, going to be they're going to be a couple surprises that day too for those three friends. They're going to go there and spend the day with me. And so you hear a lot about some of these raffles, guys, but this is one of the coolest raffles that I've ever heard of. It's only a few bucks, and if you win, you and three of your friends, uh, you and two of your friends are going to have opening day with Jose Rijo. Like, there is nothing better as a Reds fan than that. That is awesome. Yep. So, without a doubt, I'm really looking forward to that, bro, because that's going to be a new experience for me. I know for sure for the fans, too, but I, I, I'm sure that we're all going to have a, a very good time. A very um, good time. I'm jealous. I, I know it's yeah, it's gonna be a blast. Uh Jose, you, you mentioned hey, go, go, hey, come on down, let's make a deal. The price hey, is right. Hey man, I'm gonna be there anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Hey, so we talked a little bit about Lou Pinello. What was Marge shot like? I know you hear a lot about her as the owner. Well, let me tell you how how good it was or how good it is still. People think she loved me. She, people think that she was my girlfriend. 
people think in Dominican and a lot of places now the Dominican that we got something going on. Why? Because the treatment and the relationship that me and her got combined, we got a beautiful relationship. She used to visit my house. She used to invite me to her house to ride the elephant and the camel. I mean, it was great. I can never, I can never honestly say that she was any other thing but a beautiful woman because all I got from her was love my whole career. Man, that's awesome. So even the dogs didn't bother you? You like the dogs? I love Chassie. I got dog because of her because I, you know, I never had dog in my house. So I got to get the feeling about animal when I uh, came to Cincinnati with Chassie, and I, I, I had to rob him all the time that she bring it down. And that dog was a beautiful thing. The only thing is that dog was bigger than me. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, so, Jose, I have to ask you, and this uh, is coming from Adam. I'm told you have a legendary bar. Oh, in the house or in Dominican? At the house, I'm told. Oh, bro, because I got a lot of friends. I got a lot of people. And I want to make sure that when they come home, they feel home. They feel welcome. And they have whatever they want. I don't want to. I don't want to have to get up or start cooking when I'm cooking in my house to go get me a, a, a beer or, or any kind of drink. I have it there already for my people. I don't even drink that much myself, but I know I got other people that like it, so I got to make sure they feel home, they feel happy. Man, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, at, at one point, whatever the cost of that is, I'm, I'm going to pay that so I can come uh, have some bourbon with me. Let's go. Coming down. Like I said before, the price is right. I'm in. All right. Jose, baby, you, all right. That's not good. Jose, do you still follow Major League Baseball a little bit? Not as much. Not as much. They didn't change so much. All the new rules they have, I don't like it. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not against him, but I'm not in favor either. Because uh, how do you compare the guy that played uh, before and the guy that played now? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it, you can't do that. It's, that's not fair for those old-timers. You know, the, the, the game changed so much. The stadium are so smaller. You know, uh, you cannot pitch inside. You cannot uh, break double play. You cannot, you know, slide a home play. The, the catcher cannot block the home play. And that, all the achievement they have when everybody moved to one position, I don't see no more hit to run. I don't see no steal. I mean, Ricky is Ricky for what he did. Now, who are you going to compare Ricky Henderson today with? I mean, how do you compare Hank Hayden or he in those big stadiums with anybody today that he in the 300-footer fence in, 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 in all the new stadiums? Uh, it's not fair. It's not fair. So I think is this game is more commercialized than the love right now because I used to play the baseball because I love the game. Now they keep playing the, the game because they want to make money. They're not supposed to be that way. Yeah, and I think you might have already answered this question, Jose, uh, with what you just said, but the whole pitch count thing has got to be something that when well, you were you know, 13 you know, years old. Let me interrupt you for a little bit. You know sure. how bad I was? You know how mad I was last year in the, in, in the playoff where nobody pitched more than three innings? Are you kidding me, bro? I don't want to go out there and see seven guy pitch. I want to follow somebody that is good, that I know is good, and watch him pitch the whole game. I mean, that was special. 
And now nobody throws junk. Nobody throws slider. And, and low, it's lower. Nobody throws like curveball. Nobody throws like change. You know, it's much of use. Then no, there's no Tommy John, no McGregor, Nigel Franco, no Levi Hernandez. Just to, to mention a few names. Now everybody can come in and pitch throw 100 miles per hour. I mean, come on. What kind of game is that? It's not yeah. the same as it was, for sure. No, if you get hurt, you you screw. If you don't go back to to the, the way you was, you out of the game because you don't throw hard enough. Yeah, Jose, how often uh, how often do you listen to the song Red Hot? Oh, bro, I got my kids, my kids play all the time. Yeah, because we got them in the, in the video. They love that, and they show it to all the friends, and it's unbelievable. It's that was, unbelievable. That was so much fun. So, that, that, not only not, not only it was fun, that show you, uh, I, I, everybody in the whole world, how comforting we were in 1990. How good a group or player playing together. That's when I, I really all knew that 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 learning lesson because you don't need to be good to to win a World Series. You don't need to have 25 guys pulling together in the same direction, and that's all we did. Ninety, thanks to Lou, he showed me that. And facing the Oakland, he showed me even better because we're not supposed to even be in the same field with that team. They belong at the Major League Stadium. We belong at the Softball Stadium. That's as much different it was. And yes, we believe so much. We want it so bad. Uh, we want to give Cincinnati what they had today. That we should win for the whole city, and we did. I'm glad we did. Man, that's awesome. And you mentioned your your son is uh, uh, following in your footsteps, right? Playing a little baseball. Yeah, yeah. yeah he is. Both of them. Both of them. But the, the other one's 10 years old. Uh, he's a left-hander. But they're both great. You know, and, and I don't have any expectation for them to play in the Major League. If they play college, that's good enough for me. The reason I'm in Florida is because of the education. And here I got more time to spend with them. In Dominican, I got so many people and so many people want a piece or part of me that I don't have enough time to give it to my kid. Here in the state, I'm 100% father, and I'm glad because I'm already uh, a great father. I can the way I never was because I don't have the time and the dedication that I did have when I was playing. Thank God because I became a good player. But that doesn't mean necessarily any other thing, but I'm glad that God give me the chance the way he did. Yeah, it's awesome. Jose, I mean, I think most of the Reds fans and folks that have listened to this or will listen to this probably know a lot about the team, a lot about the stats, a lot about how good everybody played in 1990. Tell us a good clubhouse story or maybe a story off the field that that we have not heard before that uh, maybe something funny or something cool happened that, that nobody knows about. You know, it's funny. One of the, one of the happening, it happened in Montreal when uh, Pedro Martini was facing us and um, Reggie Sander was hitting and Pedro Martini was throwing a perfect game in the eighth inning. Perfect game. And, you know, Pedro threw that single ball. He got that three-quarter uh, motion. There's everything that he throws, he got some movement. And Reggie was an all two cow. He, he dove in into the play to go looking for a pitch. And Pedro unintentionally hit him. And he charged him out. And I went, oh, I went nuts. 
because uh, he, even he before he never charged him out because the player that was the pitcher was short it was a bigger guy but the pitcher was so little and so uh, pitcher that uh, he was pitching side no matter what who was pitching against and Reggie charged him out and everybody just went up there and I remember climbing and get pissed out of the big draw that it was there. And I got him out, I put him behind my back, and I said, listen, if anybody want to see me inside, you're going to see how crazy I am. This guy, nobody's going to touch him. Oh, bro, it was a big meeting after the game. And I, was, I went off for Reggie and then and, and, and Sander, and the and Reggie Sander. I said, listen, God damn it, you think the guy turned a perfect game? Uh, he gonna break it because of you? Who the heck are you? He never did that with him ahead anyway. Uh, he's the one to hit him because he was little and he was so goddamn good. So, but now here I am. Why don't you do with me? Charge me. If you want to do it, you, you want to hit somebody, hit me. Look at what I did for him. Because there's no way I'm gonna let somebody like Pedro or anybody from Dominican to get hurt like that, knowing. Situation. If the guy did it on purpose, I would be forced the guy to charge him out. But uh, he was so good, and he did a medical mistake that it cost him a perfect game. And this guy like Reggie, I was like, no, 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 no way, Jose. And, and it was awesome. That was beautiful. Wow. Yeah. No, that's uh, really Bush League by Reggie Sanders because obviously, no way somebody's going to break a perfect game in the eighth inning to hit you. And then for Reggie, nobody who he don't care who hit him, he don't care who, who set the play. It could be a pitcher, it could be the best or the worst header. He ain't gonna break a chance of losing a perfect game in his career for anybody in the whole world. So, yep. so but one, one of one of my one of my best experiences was looping that I wasn't, uh, and our fans in Cincinnati are gonna love to hear this. Those who haven't heard it yet, because I've I, I seen this. A few times already. I remember pitching in San Francisco, and uh, San Francisco got a rookie pitcher that day, left center, throwing like 83 miles per hour. Uh, here he facing me. Uh, here I am. I working my balls off, and uh, in the seventh inning, it was zero zero. I said, "God damn guy, who the heck is this guy pitching?" Cyan. He came up today. He threw a a shot out against us. Let's goddamn go. Let's get him. Let's get him. And I remember Chris Saber said, fuck you. I said, oh, my God. I just say, well, he's trying to cheer, trying to win some ball game. And we, 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 we went that day. Exactly the day we, we lost 12 uh, getting a roll before that. And I, in the 17th, uh, I was pitching, and I was two out, men at second and third. It was ground board at Sable. And Sable Bootsball made an error. And I said, oh, my God. But it's no matter because it's physical error. You can live with that. I just hate mental error. I mean, you don't, you don't have time to make mental error. Physical error, anybody can make it. And uh, they score two runs, 200 runs. It's not a big deal. But we lose him. And if we lose that game, we'll be 13 in a row. And then Sable came out to play in the 18th. Oh, my God. He hit a ball between the fair and the foul territory. And one of the things he gets things out, and they go Sable out. And Sable was so mad. But there's only one of that. And I keep going by, guy, let's go, God damn it. Who's this guy? Say, yo, let's get with it. Let's kick his ass. 
I say, well, he went, fuck you. He went right on my, on my face and trying to punch me in the face. And he fell. I hit me and and, and, and fell, fell in my in my laps. And I hit him twice. <laughs> and then everybody, everybody separated us. So I went back to the eighth inning, I pitched eight inning. I strike out all three guys in a row. I think I only threw nine pitches because I was so bad. And then straight from the mound, instead of going to the dog now, I went to the clubhouse. And I told, I told Lou that I was finished. And I went over there, ran. Uh, when we went up there, I know Lou was going to be mad. I know Lou was going to be mad because the fight. And uh, when I heard everybody come in, I told the clubhouse guys, listen, uh, I'm going to be ready. You know, get out of there and move. And Lou came out in the, in the, out of the time and said, meeting, goddammit, meeting, meeting. So everybody, it was in the locker room. I said, Rico, you find $500. Sable, you find $500. I said, you gotta be goddamn kidding me. Am I gonna play five for trying to win the ball game and this goddamn guy trying to hit me when I'm trying to cheer my team up? I told them they're gonna get fine. I throw my shoot away. See, what anybody want to fight in this goddamn room that want to win? Just step forward. Let's go, goddamn it, right now. We don't start to get in a row. Are you told me they're gonna get fine now? Fight! I fight anybody. And lose Penelope. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. No worry. No problem. Let's leave it or not. No fight, bro. We went in and won like eleven games in a row after that game. And I, and I remember Lou Pinella telling me, "We hope." Is somebody else to fight today. <laughs> we don't want to lose <laughs> 10 in a row. <laughs> That's nice. why I love Lou. He, he, Lou is great. Lou is a, a great motivator, bro. I love him. That is a great story. Jose, uh, yeah. you saw a lot of baseball in your life. Uh, this might be a tough question. Who, who's, the, who's the best pitcher you ever saw outside Jose Rio? Ooh, it just depends. It just depends. Yeah. Good, good, good. It was a great Matty. Great Matty was great. Great Matty was so tough to hit, you know. I remember him out because every time we throw, uh, he throw a piece of good game against me. But I remember when I used to go to the play, like they told me one day, you think it's easy trying to hit him, <laughs> trying to hit yourself. And I, well, I saw the ball right in the middle. The next thing I know, the ball was lying in, in the dirt or on the floor. I said, God damn, the guy throws some difficult stuff. And that guy, because uh, I like pictures like like Pedro. He was more like like me. It's so hard, it's like cow, a lot of people, because that's exciting for the fans. And I was more into the fans more than just trying to win a ball game. I want to get the fans excited. And I know they get more excited when you win. If you pitch a great game, you strike out uh, 10 or 12 bodies. Everybody have fun. Guy uh, Gooden coming up, we're coming up together. He, he was my idol because I never see a, a, a young prospect as good as Guy Gooden with a great fastball, great curveball. But pitching wise, I think Grimado was a better pitcher because I learned later in my career it's no matter how hard you throw, it's by having movement and control on your pitches. That's why I'm really disappointed about baseball today because they don't have that kind of picture anymore. So in the last 10 uh, years, if you look at, you see who throw 
85, 87, 89, with a good curve, a great change, a good movement. There's nobody up there. Those players don't exist anymore. What's going to happen with the game? You know, what's the era that, and what's the future hold for baseball? Now, not everybody's going to throw 100 miles per hour. Let's natural, natural, because I remember how hard it was to throw 100 one day or two days, but now everybody, this guy throwing 100, 105, 103, 104, every pitches. That's true. Real Maddox was my favorite, without a doubt. Greg Maddox definitely made it look easy. I mean, he, you know, he would go through a, a complete game with 85 pitches sometimes. It was uh, amazing to watch. Absolutely. I don't even know why they took away that. So right now, if you don't throw over 95, you don't even have a chance of playing a major league. They don't even look at you. The first thing they ask you, oh, I, I, you tell any scout, I got a guy this. I want you to see it. See how hard you throw. If you don't throw, you shouldn't tell them a good enough velocity. They don't even interesting in see that player. That's how many players we're losing. It could be a great player. That's why Cuba, Cuba was out, the Cuban player, that's why they're so good. Because they got so many pitchers that throw a lot of junk. But they come to Major League and make it easier for them. And they got a few guys that throw 100. We've seen that, uh, we've seen that uh, even today, but that, that game, the strategy is, is lost over the year at the major league level. Yeah, I completely agree. It's like if you're not a cookie cutter, six foot four, 200 pounds, throwing 102 miles per hour, yeah, scouts don't even want to look. Yeah, why, why do I want to watch a baseball game today as a player? As a player, not as a fence. Then I cannot compare with myself or any other guy that I play against. You know, they all throw over hundred. Uh, they, 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 you know, not as as good a breaking ball that they, they, those guys used to have. They might have a good slider, good curve, but those guys before they got three slider, they got three curve. They throw at a different speed, a different location. Today, just hard stuff. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jose, I have to know, as a big fan of the 1990 Reds team, of course, did you and Chris Sable ever make up? Oh, I love Sable. I love Sable. He's, he's my buddy. You know, that time, that thing was over the next day. You know, I think we both were in the middle of the heat. And we were both under pressure because we were losing. You know how good we could be. As a matter of fact, did I recall, I think it was a 90 season. And we got that fight. You say when I uh, had a long way. I love that guy. I love him. Every time we got a reunion, he's one of the first guys that I look for because I know how nice, how good of a person he is, and how hard he played the game because he did play hard. And I get to give him credit that I don't play with too many guys like that. That and uh, you and Chris are going to be doing an autograph signing this summer. I, I look, I do anything. I go to war with Sable. He's a That's hard worker. Cool. He's a great man. He's a beautiful people. Hey, Jose, you got to visit a whole lot of cities in your illustrious major league career. What were what, what were your favorite? You know, some of your favorite cities uh, outside of Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, California is California. It's like it's a different, you know, different city. You know, the beaches. You know, the uh, the, the spread around. It, the the size is so big and. And so many people from different countries in the whole world. It's different, but but conservative, conservative Cincinnati, bro. I even play. I've been mean, not even St. Louis, Texas City, uh, Milwaukee. Mm -mm -mm. 
Cincinnati. That's the city to play. What city had the prettiest women, Jose? Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, I think it's a, I think it was that, that was a trick question. <laughs> Jose, do you remember a batter specifically through your career that gave you a lot of trouble? Uh, only one. Only one, and that was my grace in the Chicago Cubs. Uh, that was into one day that I faced him with uh, two out in the seventh inning, winning the game three to one. Lupinella came to me and he said, Reef, I got to take you out. Basically, loaded one out. This guy on you. I mean, he'd love to see you. Uh, I want to win this game. He said, Lose, not today. Today he's mine. He sure. You see the stats? I said, Yep, I see it. And they're going to stop today. He said, well, I believe in you. He gave me the ball went back. The first pitch that I threw the it was right at his head. I know I wasn't going to hit him. I was just trying to scare him because I was throwing hard, and I don't want to hit nobody in the head. But I want to make sure he's back. I'm putting it in the back of his mind that it was my day. The next pitch that I threw to him, I tried to throw my nasty slider going in, but it stayed right down the middle. And what he did, he did a hit a ground ball back to the pitcher. Why? Because he was too confident. And at the minute I threw the pitch, he lost all that, so he got scary. So after that, he was all my guy. <laughs> nice. Jose, yeah. if, uh, you know, you said you have uh, kids playing baseball right now. Uh, what advice would you give for, uh, for kids listening to this that, that want to go on and play college or, or play uh, higher-level baseball? Bro, you got to love the game. You got to love it. If you want to be like Larkin Davis, uh, any of the big players, you got to work hard because it's not as easy as they think. It's not as easy as they look. Those guys, they were they work hard. It was great. And one of the best things, they were all educated. So you got to get your education first and then try to become a baseball player because if you don't make it a baseball, you don't have education, you're stuck for life. So you can try to be a baseball player. If you don't make it, you got education. You can still be somebody special in life. And most important, your parents be proud of you. So baseball or any sport is not easy, bro. It's not easy to to make it to the level that we're watching TV. That takes a lot of effort. And, you know, you got to work extra hard. Not just work on your team. You got to work by yourself when you got time to keep in shape, to, to develop your muscle, and to be smarter. You got to start it again. Run. Your leg, that's the most important thing on your body. Whatever your body does, it all depends on your leg. If you got a strong foundation, you're going to have a strong body. It can be easy. Your arm, your swinging, everything. Everything. Man, that's great advice. Uh, and, and Jose, uh, you've been very generous, man, with your time today. We really appreciate it. Uh, I do want to mention the hey, website. Uh, I, I, I want, uh, let me add one more little thing in that. Oh, keep going. It's We've nothing, got all day. It's not all the better feeling to be a baseball player, be a superstar, or be whatever. I have your parents and your family in the stands. That is beautiful, bro. When you have your parents in the stands, do you know you make it? It's a very special moment that you're not ever having have enough money to buy that. If you can do that, be a good uh, player, 
and be a good son, it's unbelievable. Trying to make your family work hard to develop you, to make be proud of you. Make sure they're worth the time and the effort to make you a better person. This is how you pay your parent back. Yeah, that's great advice. And, and again, for a once-in-a-lifetime uh, opportunity to see opening day with Jose, just go to joserijo27.com. Uh, so also, again, some cool autographs, some really cool stuff coming. So check out the Jose Rio website, joserijo27.com, and, and enter for your chance to spend opening day with Jose. Uh, Ray, you got anything else? No, I just want to thank you for your time, Jose. You obviously have passion for baseball, passion for life, and it was real enjoyable spending a little bit of time with you. We got to do it again sometime. For yes. those kids, for those kids who want to know what is life in Dominican Republic, I'm a part of a movie that's called Sugar. I'm in the movie Sugar that's trying to relate what is he go through in Dominican Republic. And that way they don't think it is easy. We're not number one or number two uh, country in the world producing player because we're just lucky or we're just good. We need to be good to leave the island to better our family. That's, it doesn't get any better motivation than that. So in the state, you got to have it easy. But you got to work harder because it's not easy to become a baseball player. In Dominican, they said that one of the hundred make it. Uh, I think it might be less because you guys don't know how many players they sign in Dominican every year and how many get to the major league out of those players. So you got to work hard. You got to work hard. You got to have the heart to work hard to try to make it and be a proud a proud son of your parents. Well, Jose, again, I, I don't think we can thank you enough. Uh, you know, somebody that's a, I'm part of the Reds media uh, radio network and uh, as somebody that just really idolized you uh, as a kid and, and certainly still think very, very highly of you. And, you know, I'm going to have goosebumps for the rest of the day, man. I just can't thank you enough for coming on the show here with us. And I hope, uh, I hope you have a great time and I hope to, to see you on opening day and hopefully you, you have a great time and, and sell a lot of autographs on joserijo27.com. And I hope you keep doing great things in the world, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, you know, Jose. And, uh, oh, yeah. One more thing before we hang out. Uh, I, I like to you look at my website, what I'm doing in the Medical Foundation. I've been doing that for a long time. And uh, I'm doing it today like it was yesterday because the thing we're doing, guys, so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so awesome. Be able to help others that also make it in life, not in baseball, in life, and be able to contribute or be a part of that. I think that's what I've been blessed with God because God seeing and knowing the job that I've been doing with my life and my money and my people that I love. They don't have to be Dominican. Anybody that need help, we gotta be able to help them out and support because life is not easy, guys. Some of them might have it easy, but it's not easy, it's not easy and we all know it. God bless America, guy. Let's do this again sometime. Anytime you want me, I'm here. Anytime they get a chance to interact with my Cincinnati fans, I would love to. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if you leave that door open, we're going to be checking in every so often. We really appreciate it. Please do. Please do. Please do. It's not only Andy Furman and uh, Bill Canyon. 
to get me on the radio. I would love to talk to Cincinnati people no matter which way I do. I love Cincinnati from the bottom of my heart. Well, Cincinnati certainly loves you, Jose, and uh, I look forward to, to seeing you around. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I'll be there. I'll be there uh, uh, soon. I'm, I'm going to get this this April month. I'm going to be there twice in the Queen City, in the Queen City. All right, there you go. 1990 World Series MVP, Cincinnati's favorite son, Jose Rijo. Thank you, sir. Thank you, baby. Stambers! <laughs> And again, we would not be here if it wasn't for our sponsors. We were so excited to talk about Jose in the beginning of the show. We did not mention the sponsors. So we (laughs) We didn't really want to take some extra special time and thank our folks at Bad Wolf Gaming in Berea. Bad Wolf Gaming. I still do it. I still hear it. Bad Bad Wolf. Wolf. Bad Wolf Gaming. (laughs) Nice. Dan and Nasa. Did I get it? Absolutely. You got to check them out. It's 859 646 6061 and they're located right on chestnut street right in the heart of berea you could go check out what they're doing uh the, they've got all the cards for sale the Yu-Gi-Oh, the magic you know whatever type of, of those fantasy style games you're into dungeons and dragons and many other i mean just regular old yes. board games you can go down there and play monopoly you can play risk yeah stratego so, we'll play some Candyland or something Candyland, hell yeah, yeah. so go check Shoots out and ladders <laughs> there you go go check out our friends dan and nasa uh, they're the absolute best and uh, you won't regret it uh, just stop in you're you're gonna have a great great experience absolutely and of course my buddy aaron at yes, berea pond my buddy also our buddy Aaron. Yeah, our buddy Aaron. You know, he was so concerned. I think the last interview we did, I think you had to to, to jet out. And I uh, was talking to Aaron. He goes, man, I hope I didn't make Ray mad. Oh, and gosh, I was like, no. Aaron, no, I don't, I don't think all. so. And so I called you after. I was like, hey, you didn't say anything. I was like, I thought we were just in a rush to get out. But, you know, I, I was worried maybe that, uh, you know, somehow that we had said something. But, no, <laughs> I, so I would no, say no, that, no. yes, we were good dude. buddies with Aaron. Actually had had dinner with Aaron last night. Oh, nice. And his wife. So went went to the new uh, – actually went to a restaurant. I'm not going to name it because they're not a sponsor, but right across the street almost from Bad Wolf Gaming. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I know where you're at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So good stuff. So check out our friend Aaron, who we've never been mad at to, to the best of my knowledge. Nah, never. Uh-huh. And uh, we certainly appreciate their support. And you, you got to get in there. Uh, check out his uh, website, buckshotandlead.com. And he is physically located. 107 Clay Drive, if you're listening, you're from Berea. You know the old IGA building. It's a massive warehouse of cool stuff. That's so totally. there you go. Normal pond stuff, but a warehouse, literally, of other cool stuff to buy. That's so if you're bored cool. on a weekend or... Just look, you need some cool stuff. Uh, swing in there and check out our friends at Berea Pond. So we're going to forego the comedy today sure. because I'm just too excited from talking to Jose. That was great. But we will be great. back with mediocre comedy next okay. week. Hey, sounds good. All right, Ray. It was a pleasure, man. Thanks for doing this yeah, with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Tristan and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week. <laughs>